Carlos, today I'm helping you with Bolt here. How are you guys doing tonight? Or morning, evening? Whenever you guys are listening to this or watching. Yes, wherever you are listening to this podcast tonight. We have Red with us. However, he stepped away for a few seconds, so he'll be with us in a few moments when he shows up. So, while he comes back, what are some updates for this week? Updates, updates. Uh, well, I mean, nothing new on my part. Just, you know, trying to get into the anti-holiday spirit. Well, get out of the anti-holiday spirit. It's called being an adult and that you're not the one, you know... You're not the one that's uh, the star of the show on Christmas anymore. <laughs> Never was. <laughs> Never was. Yeah, you know how it goes. At least when you're a kid, you're like, yay, that beautiful week off is coming in a couple of days. And then it just fails to appear. Oh, I... oh man, I missed that. I missed the college one more because that was off. six weeks. <laughs> I got a month. That was yeah, beautiful. yeah, yeah. Month and a half was amazing. Yeah, some people tell me like, "Oh, the best days, man, that was high school." Uh, no, no. Uh, well, I, I, it's I kinda, gone. It's gone. I like my old college days. I no, had four yeah. weeks. Yeah, college, you can actually do adult stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether legally or illegally. Yeah, and they don't bother you. I mean, here at the Pumpkin, uh, yeah, here on the Gas Hollow podcast, we do not condone illegal activities of minors. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Unless, you know, it's vandalism. Yeah, of and that becomes important later on. Unless it's vandalism of Jamie oh, Curtis's car. <laughs> don't, no, don't no, vandalize no, 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 things. No, no. Yeah, just, just don't. <laughs> Not not the right thing to do, unless it's to Jamie Lee Curtis's car, because you know she yeah. made it big with horror, oh, but now she hates horror. So <laughs> trying to get sponsorships, man. You can't keep doing that. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, as you tank our uh, sponsorship pool, as long as, I will just put out this link on Instagram. <laughs> well, look, as long as they damage the house. Of uh, what do you call it? All right, Coca Cola. We would like them. We would be okay with you know vandalism over at Pepsi's house. All right, there you go. There's some brand recognition. Does that count? <laughs> Does it? I mean, I'll should. get back to you on that. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Why can't I just put it up as? Why can't I just put it up as a story? It won't let me just put it up as a story. That's all I want, to put it up as a story. So I can share with my friends the cool things that I do. That is all. Is that too much to ask? Okay. I'll have to do it the yes. way that I know Absolutely. Oh yes, and happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate today. I think tonight's the first night of Hanukkah for some folks. Yes. Indeed, happy Hanukkah. Indeed. Happy Hanukkah. 
It's not taking anything. It's just saying happy Hanukkah to those celebrating tonight. But yeah. So, Red is back. Everybody say hi to Red. <laughs> but yeah. My name is Red and I have a podcasting problem. Do you? Hi, Red. <laughs> uh, Welcome, Red. <laughs> Mr. Gumble, this is, <laughs> this is a Girl Scout meeting. <laughs> is it or are you just afraid to admit you got a problem <laughs> so any updates today red or we also on it's been a post thanksgiving pre-christmas week and things have just been kind of trucking along out there Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas is in full swing. I'm ready. Yep, same here. We put up our. I'm humming. Tree. I'm humming. I'm humming the carols to myself. I'm in the carols to it's, yourself. It's happening. Yeah. And uh, well, next week, right? We're gonna cover how Christmas is actually a creepy holiday that people don't like to talk about. But today we have some spoiler else. warning. <laughs> well. This today though we have something <laughs> else a little more uh well a little less funny I guess but it was a it's something that was a very it was brought to our I brought it to everybody's attention regarding the infamous vampire clan killings of the nineties in Kentucky. Uh you guys were able to watch some of the documentaries and follow up on the info on that one? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to do the summary on this one? We should start taking turns right. on doing the summaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went last time, so... Did you? Yes, he did. Yeah. Right. What was it that you summarized? <laughs> Twin Flame Universe. Oh, that's right, right. It was Twin Flame, Flame Universe last week. The last Flames, week's episode. Yeah, yeah, it's up yeah. on Spotify now. Shameless plug for anybody who wants to watch it. Oh, this is not shameless. Flame. Don't really dare say that, shameless. <laughs> well, I have no shame in plugging the, plugging the fact that we're up on Spotify. It took a lot of effort. <laughs> it was annoying to get up on Spotify. Oh, don't say... Well, it's implied that you're not ashamed of it. They say it's a prideful plug. Well, prideful What's plug. A proud plug. Prideful plug. Oh, we have people. Hello, everybody watching. <laughs> but yes, prideful plug. We're up on Spotify. I'm working on getting us over on all the other places that anybody may enjoy their pod. And anybody listening out there on podcast land, we do do the stream weekly or at least as close to weekly as we can get. So, as I was saying before, I guess I'll do it this time. Uh, back in the, I think it was 1996, right, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in Kentucky, there was, a, there was a group of LARPers that were playing Vampire the Masquerade. And there was, they were led by one, they were led by a, he was classified as a cult leader. His name was Rod Farrell. And Rod Farrell uh, was basically like this sort of town outcast. And him and his group were pretty much 
all convicted. To my understanding, everyone had at least some kind of penance to pay after the murders of parents from the members of mem bleh, murders of parents who were in the oh a kid who was in the cult with him, uh, Mr. Richard and his wife Naoma uh, Wendorf. They were found dead, and their daughter Jennifer were also found bludgeoned to death after this murder from the cult because it's what's weird about it is it starts out right like you think this is just a sort of like a standard by the books and then you kind of find out that they were a part of a subculture that is still kind of strong in the area today they were playing vampire the masquerade and they were larping and they took things way too far and this case for me it comes up every so often you know uh, it'll come up every once in a while when people come into the discussion of D&D &D and Satanism once in a while this one comes up or I'll hear updates about Rod Farrell and his partner always eludes me the name and I'm annoyed by that it always eludes me his name because I think his partner may See, I think his partner may have been eligible for parole, and the family's like, "Yeah, he's not as bad oh. as the other guy." Oh, his um, his partner in the murder, his accomplice. Yeah, he may have gone up. Uh, uh, hold on. Oh, uh, Scott and yeah, Scott Anderson. Anderson. Okay, yeah, yeah, Scott Anderson. I read somewhere he might have gotten out on parole, but there was no reporting on it. But. Uh, his uh, sentence was he he got two life sentences and it was reduced to 40 years including the time already served mm -hmm. so that's what it was but I remember seeing like there was something changed yeah. with him whereas Farrell they're trying to see if uh, the laws are going to allow him to maybe slip within the cracks that's what I was looking at he's like well I deserve a second chance but what some other people have covered is that I am well. I guess like I'm kind of like jumping all over the place. The best place to start is at the beginning with this guy, right? Like, there's just so much. <laughs> this guy has a lot of like skeletons in the closet. If uh, in the best way, even before he was 16, during before this thing happened with the parents, like this guy had apparently was suspected of a few other things. So he, let's start with Rod Farrell. Right, that would be the best place to start with this one. Uh, what did you guys hear about him? I before I go into my end, I don't know about anything before the whole vampire episode. That seems to be what most stuff is focused on. For me, what I heard was that um, <clears throat> he was born. Um, out of wedlock, his well, his um, his parents had him very young. Um, it, both his his mom and his dad uh, seemed when they were what like fifteen. They were like in high school. Um, they that's where they that's where they met. They got together, dated for like a year and a half. She got pregnant, and then 
he comes out, dad was nowhere to be found. He 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 dipped out of his life before he was born. And yeah, his mother struggled raising him uh, all throughout um, his life. And yeah, he was from what accounts um, to be like a ticking time bomb, but like he was he was gifted a a video game. Um, and, oh yeah, it's called Vampire: The Masquerade by his mother, a role playing game, and that's what what got him started into this um, vampire, um, I guess, lifestyle, which then he met up with a fellow enthusiast. Um, the name escapes me. Uh, I think his name was Gabriel? Uh, uh, Jaden. Jade. Oh, yes, thank you. Jaden. Uh, Gabriel is Jaden's younger brother, which does uh, okay. come in come into the story, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Jaden and Rod, they, well, they performed as what the vamp in the vampire community calls a blood pact, where they feed, they, they slit each other, uh, well, they, well, Rod slit him, slits himself, bleeds, and then Jaden partakes and basically sucks his blood, and then vice versa for Jaden, he, he slits himself. Rods um, injustice his blood to kind of uh, consume their pack and join into the vampire family that J- uh, Jaden was had already created and was the head of. Oh, he still is, uh, as far as um, I looked into the um, the accounts back then. But yeah, they in- they indel- like indulge in a lot of um, <laughs> what is it? Self self mutilation, animal mutilation, drug use, and well, and sex and sexual escapades. But they were relatively harmless um, in the um, in the small town in Kentucky that they all reside in, at least for for a short bit of time when they were active. They're still active, from the sounds of it. Well, they moved out. They're, they're um, scattered, yeah. They're scattered. Yeah, yeah, after the events. The town has that notoriety now where, like, a f- uh, the town has, like, the notoriety of the vampire cliques now after this guy because for some reason people have gone to the town, you know, kind of to be there, be a part. I don't know. It's just something weird that, that's drawn into the town. You mean PvP people going on like a vampire tourism trip just sort to see of. the town where all that happened? Yeah, so okay. some of them are looking yeah. to see if they can yeah. participate because apparently, like, there are there are still cliques out there regarding that, like, with vampires that are just for some reason but like, they were active. But weren't they like driven out of like the mainstay of that um, particular um, Murray? Kentucky, yeah, because like even sure. like after like the whole uh, double uh, murder um, homicide broke, like they had to, they had to basically. Um, well, Jaden couldn't get a job in Murray because of his association, which is natural and yeah. um, expected. Which I, I I'm more shocked by the fact that he didn't just get in, indicted 
to some like I didn't I didn't figure they would throw the bug at him to try to see what could hmm. stick yeah, to get him they, they like incarcerated to kind of stop away. this. They kind of walked away, didn't they? With like just a slap on the wrist, well, and that was it. Yeah, well, they, well, they, they didn't want. They drove. <laughs> they drove to California. Well, most of them. <laughs> um, Gabriel, um, the brother of, well, the actual like uh, biological brother of um, Jaden, went he the to brother or the Chicago. Brother? Uh, uh, he was. He was the biological brother. Biological brother. As far yeah. as I can tell, yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the whole clan thing got you know, along with them changing their own names. The yeah. whole like relationship that they had in oh. that, in at least Jaden's clan, was very each other's blood as a way of uh, making each other or something like that. Oh, bonding. Uh, the, the the white. I'm uh, I'm uh, so the person that welcomed you into the vampire clan was your sire. Um, yeah. and I believe the ceremony of being inducted was called passing over something yes. like that or being passed over yeah yeah which which when they first said that I thought that meant that your that was your, that uh your application to join the vampire clan has unfortunately been denied you know <laughs> please look for uh Please, uh, please pay attention to our job board where opportunities r regularly are posted. Uh, I just thought of what, <laughs> the, 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 what is it? What we do in the shadows? You're not welcome uh, in the vampire house. Go over to the werewolf house instead. We don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's but, somewhat but, happened but like, with um, Jaden and um, Rob. Funny enough. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm, uh, when Jaden was talking about like the process of how one becomes a vampire, he was describing uh, almost like what we were talking about, like an application process. Like he talks to references, like he, he, he yeah. like speaks to people that know the the uh, person well to see if they're going to be a good fit. And it's 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 like, can you imagine getting that phone call as the reference to a prospective Dude, vampire? It, I, I had a comedy skit in my head. <laughs> this is it's like, hello, I'm from, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm from the local vampire cult. We want to. <laughs> I I just have a few questions for you. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where, 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 where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, that's where the first. That's where that's gonna come from. It's like, yeah, that's what the voice is gonna sound like on the other line. Like what? What kind of questions do you have for me for my reject shithead son being a fucking vampire? That's it's what? Kentucky. Like, what? That's what it's gonna how, sound like. My first. My well, first question is: How good is his Transylvanian accent? Okay, right there. Right there. Um, right. You're already going to start a debate against the um, the vampire community because they don't even do those type of um, accents. They, that's an offensive stereotype, right? Yeah. Oh, also that too. But you know, that's more, <laughs> the, that's more the translating inside. You, you you worry about them later. Just focus on the vampire. Oh, 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 I've 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 got the vampires coming after me. I've got the whole country of Transylvania coming after me. Yeah, they're actually more terrifying than the vampires. Hey, hey, hey. Don't one up. I have... Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Prove me wrong. 
a whole country versus a okay, actually, relatively small army of vampires. I just unquote. checked, actually. Transylvania is... A, okay, so we're offering our first official Ghastly Hallows podcast correction. Okay, Transylvania is not a country. It's a it's a uh, region. The region uh, that Romania. is in that is in Romania. Yes, yeah. Yep. I was right. Dracula in high school. So, I had to learn all this crap. Facts matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me re- let me par- let me rephrase. Would you rather have a region <laughs> coming after you or a small collective group of people that self mutilate? And are probably half dead by the uh, time they I'm get. I'm gonna to go me. with the small collective group for mainly the reason that they could be in my neighborhood or they could be in your neighborhood, right? Considering where you're at, you oh, know, yeah. there's a lot considering lot a lot of stuff going on where you are, you know. I think I might have run into those kids when I was in Colorado that time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've told that story on 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 air. Uh, yeah, well, they have a code. Well, then I'm lucky if that's the case. That was, my nose was bleeding, and they just let me go. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but they don't take your blood without consent. Well, they could have. Right, something like that. They, yeah. uh, they could no, have. Like they, way. Yeah. It was dark. It was a very scary place. I was walking around in the middle of the night, hammered, no water, and then the <laughs> nose started bleeding. <laughs> Those kids looked at me all freaked out too, like, dude. <laughs> but you know, back to these guys before we get derailed over here. Oh, someone's actually asking questions. Why do people always carry garlic to scare away vampires? Uh, yes, garlic is one of those things that is supposed to ward off vampires. I have never known the lore behind why garlic scares off vampires that is not i've never understood why that is exactly i just know that garlic garlic flowers they can't stand the smell and they avoid it what's the root of this myth well well let's continue with rod furl feral <laughs> while we look up oh, that, 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 that that was meant to be a pun <laughs> wait oh <laughs> <laughs> I just got that one. <laughs> but then yeah, I'm giving you a golf clap. You can't hear it, but I'm just giving you a small golf clap. <laughs> right, I'm turning my volume up. There it is. That's very satisfying. Thank you. <laughs> oh, European folklore says that garlic can ward off the evil eye. So mm, it's useful okay. to ward off against evil spirits. Man, I ought to start fucking hanging some garlic around my neighbor, around my house. Board off some spirits around here, but yeah. So this back guy, to Rod. so back to Rod. Rod was they were doing that thing where they were slicing, they they were cutting themselves and like they were drinking from the blood, right? Like that's how they were being admitted into the cult. It, yes, there was Correct. a bit of a debate I saw that was like, is this a cult or not? But I'm gonna argue that yeah, yeah, it was a cult. How was there a debate? <laughs> well, because <laughs> some people thought they might have been classified more so of a gang because there's like an initiation and uh, there was like theft at the <clears> root <throat> of it and sort of like a sense of power. But then when you go look at this guy, like, nah, this guy won. This guy, the last update, 
I got about Rod Farrell was that he stopped calling himself Vigo and started calling himself Satan. Okay. That was the last update I heard up until today where I found out, like, I guess he might have mellowed out or he's playing the fool of being mellowed out. He's really not. But that was, like, the last, like, update I got on this guy. So this dude really was trying to recruit followers, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know, like, the, I guess sociology of of um crime but i think like wouldn't the definition of a gang be like its central purpose is to do illegal activity for or not for money yeah and kind of like that was at the center they were supposed to be getting i remember like when i heard the story it was they were trying to get money from the parents or something like that, but then like over time it turned out into. Oh. It was also gonna turn out. It also turned into that he might have just really wanted to kill a person, because there's other things that I've heard that the the sheriff's department was talking about Rod Farrell, in the days leading up. So, once he gets into Vampire the Masquerade, right, he creates that persona, Vigo which apparently was the persona that he had made in the game. Like, he was able to create a character or something like that in the game. He gave it the name, and that was kind of like what he was aiming to try to be. And then uh, once he was trying to do that, he really started to believe that he was Vigo, which is actually something I'm noticing is kind of common with people who are kind of a bit disturbed. And then they take, they kind of identify with the characters that they play as. I don't know how many times I'm seeing that now, right? Like we saw mm-hmm. it with Final Fantasy House. We also saw mm-hmm. it with, uh, well, we he was going to come on the Gassy House eventually. We were going to mention this guy, Chris Chan, right? Yeah. Where like Sonichu is essentially a fusion of two video game characters, which at times he identifies as himself, at times he identifies as his kid, right? Sonichu? Like it's, you were joking about having him on the podcast. Not right? having like, him please. on. He's never going to come around okay. here. That guy's nuts. <laughs> okay. I just want to make that very clear. You know what? One day he's going to be a subject because that's, uh, that's some horrifying shit that this dude is walking around <laughs> free. All right, you know what? I am not meant to prepare for that dark Nobody <laughs> No one wants to be. We would be here forever if we were to sit down and dismantle every single thing Chris Chan has done. But honestly, like this dude, Rod Farrell, though it, it's similar, you know? <laughs> though on the Deathly Hallows podcast, do we have a right to reply policy that anyone we mention on the podcast is welcome to come on to to discuss uh, our, our conversation about them? You know, <laughs> you know, what? You know what? I'm gonna put a hard pin in that. <laughs> and we're gonna regroup offline because of such things. Okay, okay. All right, moving All right. on. <laughs> our attorney on file has told us to. Uh, we have to refrain from answering that now. <laughs> I was about to say yes. It, it was not a statement of the policy. Yeah, it was a on. mere moving inquiry on. into the. Well, I just want to use certain on. people that I bad mouth here, but yeah, moving on. 
But no, like this guy. <laughs> I, I would love to talk to Jennifer Aniston. I know you would. You and that other freak we know who loves Jennifer Aniston. You'd all <laughs> like to talk to Jennifer Aniston. She's not <laughs> funny. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I got baited again. Sorry. Gotta control myself. <laughs> so easy. Yep, it is. It, it is. <laughs> I am very easy. Giggity. But no, like I was saying, uh, this dude though, he does that. He had that same kind of mindset though, where it's like he saw a fictional character and he kind of took it a step further, right? From what some people do, like you know what, this fictional character, I like their way to solve things in movies. Let me try and do something like that. Like this dude really believed he was the vampire. So and then the way I heard that the first time he drank blood was he cut his finger and his brother or somebody who he was living with pulled the cut aside and drank from the blood to help heal the cut and then the guy cut himself and fed him blood from there and then they both said now we're bonded or something like that now that was probably yeah, that I think that's Michael Scott because this you're talking about what happened when um, Rod um, was kicked out of Jaden's um, vampire clan and he formed his own. Yeah, because he was always in competition with Jaden. Like that was what it was. Like he was always trying to one up Jaden, and I think it was like that mindset. He took it too far and actually hurt people for real. But he had him in the clan. Like they were suspected in animal murder, like uh, animal homicides or however we can put that one down because the sheriff's department was eyeballing them for a few claims I I read where it's like Mm. he had apparently killed something and then like their group decided to start killing innocent animals as a sort of a sort of like it was their thing like we kill animals and then those of us who can top one another we have to top each other with how cruel we can be towards the things we take the blood from or something like that started doing okay i mean from what yeah from what i heard it wasn't nothing was substantiated and there was like oh they were just getting blamed for these type of things but uh it, it wouldn't surprise me that he just went off did his own thing but he didn't take followers with him when he uh, was ousted from the clan and like funny enough the reason why he got ousted um, Jaden witnessed him take a cat and then just like smash it smash his spinal column against a tree and then basically killed the cat he got kicked out of the vampire the masquerade and then he formed a second group of like outcasts That's how. That's what I saw. Like he formed a second group, and that's yeah. where these four kids were that were following him at the time. Where it's like the one that went with him to go commit the murders was the one that was really all in. And then two girls, they were. He kept telling the one girl like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna kill your parents. Do you think you want to kill your parents?" He's like, "Fuck you! No, don't kill my parents." But no, no, no. Heather was the one because like, they had. Um... She had called him over several months, up until um, the murder. She want she told him that she wanted him to kill his parents. I mean, her parents. And so she, oh, funny enough, like I don't like, think that was ever. I, I I don't think that's entirely clear. 
Yeah, it's and kind that's of what like she, a he so said. That's too. what, what yeah, right. uh, which explains why she got. Um, Feral claims that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the only hard evidence that, or um, well, I mean that's that's not even hard evidence, but I think that's the only evidence that she explicitly asked him to do. But I mean, she, I mean, he drove to Florida with the two girls, and um, did they uh, make it to Florida? I thought they were. Oh, yeah, they made it to Florida. They made it to Florida. I remember like that he couldn't make it all the way out or something like that for some reason. No, he was able to make it to Florida. Like yeah, him, Scott Anderson, and the two girls uh, made it to Heather's house while um, her older sister was was uh, wasn't home. Thankfully, she she didn't because I think she would have probably been a third victim if she were to stay home. Yeah. So that's also why he was arrested. And he was up. He was going. They tried to give him the death, the death chair, but they wouldn't. They couldn't give it to him because of his age. But the authorities were very uh, keen on giving it yeah. to him. Well, they and, appealed it. That's why they they he he got sentenced to the chair, and then after um, appeals, they they changed it to life without parole. Yeah, yeah and there was a change. There was a change in policy about yeah. um, the age at which you could be sentenced to death because yeah, yeah up until yeah when he was sentenced he was the youngest for what two years until they um changed his, pe- um, his mm-hmm. penalty yeah he was the youngest uh he holds the record right youngest on death row. yeah he yeah well he did up until they changed it yeah but i think he's the youngest ever been right put up on death row mm-hmm. this guy yeah but, yeah he, I, the the weird thing is though, is in my book, the fallout of all of this. Because like, he goes and he hurt. He he does what he does. He, he the parents, you know, they lose their life over this. And when you hear like the way that it went down, it was, it's so creepy because it's like something out of a horror movie, right? And there's even like a mm-hmm. moment where. Heather was the sister, right? Yeah, the younger sister. The younger of, sister was, um, the two daughters of them. Yeah, she came home as he was doing it, and she had a cup of coffee in her hand. And then when he, when she saw, she asked, like, what are you doing here with my parents? She, he was about to try to explain something. She's like, nope. And she threw the coffee in his face. It was still hot. And unfortunately, though, that wasn't <laughs> enough. Uh, but she like thought on her feet. She's like, uh, "Yeah, are no, you yeah. sure?" Yeah, but she threw it on his chest. It was his chest. Wait, right? no, I think you're remembering that wrong. Because the mother, no, the mother was the one that threw the hot coffee on him when um, she came out of the shower to find her husband dead. Because the, the original plan was for the husband to be the, the sole victim. He didn't plan on killing the mother until after he, I mean, after oh, she threw okay. the hot coffee on him and was also like clawing at his face. He got mad and yeah, he decided that she she was going to die there. Mm-hmm. I mean, bastard scolding. Okay, let me look up the names clearly here. So I always have this. Heather. Yeah, yeah, because Heather was the. Heather was the younger youngest daughter that was talking with um, Rod, and so she, she went with the girls um, to a, a uh, one of the girls' friends' house to say goodbye because they were planning to leave 
um, after um, Rod did what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Jennifer, the one that I'm thinking of. I remember like there was one. Oh, Jennifer came. Yeah, Jennifer. After. She's the one that just discovered the bodies, right? The discovered yeah, the bodies. Mm-hmm. way after. She came home after. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, they they didn't cover this much from what I was seeing. But like the two girls that came with Rod, they got charged too. Like one for ten and a half years, and the other one for seventeen and a half years for like uh, third two counts of third degree murder, robbery with a gun or deadly weapon, and burn and armed burglary with a weapon or explosives. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, where, where, <laughs> where did those things come from? I mean, I'm glad they got charged, but like. I think it was because at the end of the day like there wasn't too much to hold them other than character you know what I mean mm-hmm. like at the end of the day like there's no evidence to prove that they did or didn't say anything that they were a part of or show how much deeply involved they were so they were able to kind of just walk away with less of a uh they were able to get slapped on the wrists because of the situation at hand. I don't think that the slap on the wrist. <laughs> well, it's a slap on the wrist compared to what he got. Right. He got. He's on the. He's I, on oh, well, they should have all gone in my book. Gotten the harshest sentences. Yeah, in the I end. mean. Well, I mean, but who among us hasn't wound up being accomplices to murder in a vampire cult? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to judge. I mean, somehow so they keep murdering people over in Selena Gomez's building. So yeah, you're you're right. Uh, who among us has not had some kind of strange incident what, what, occur? What, what was the Selena Gomez reference? Only murders in the building. For some reason, people oh, they, oh, they right, keep right, getting yeah. murdered in that building, and it's like a high end <laughs> building in Manhattan. I live in Queens, and my na- my building is in a very crappy neighborhood. Yet, thankfully, no murders in this building. Yet, I'm happy to live here. <laughs> She's knocking on wood. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm knocking on wood. That's the last <laughs> thing I need. You know what's going to happen, right? I thought that was. <laughs> I, I thought I. I thought that was going to be a stranger at the door. Yeah, the only murder <laughs> in the building is when Jennifer fucking. But Jennifer Aniston says, like, you're talking shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> here on the Gassy Hollows, Pumpkin Jack here is very sarcastic. What, no, thing. no. What's going to happen is, it, 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 <laughs> is uh, um, uh, she's going to kidnap you, Jennifer Aniston, and when you she takes you back to her compound, she's going to take a mask off and reveals that she's actually Jamie Lee Curtis. Holy crap. Is she going to tell me I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Cool. I'm looking at the chat right now. This, right now. That dumb dog. Yeah, Morley Gray. He's the only thing I can rely on. This is so cool. And then cool. she writes this joke. <laughs> Accomplices, Accomplices in a vampire cult murders? That's just kids being kids. In the South, oh from the sounds of it, yes. Yes, that is just kids being kids. Cause now they have a heavy scene in vampirism down there. That's they ride their bikes. They get a soda pop. 
they join a vampire clan. You know, it's just, just like standard kid stuff. Funny yeah. enough, before this went down, before Rod Farrow got um, into this into this clan, like they were they were just you know there's a little quirky part of the community. There's people that just love, like to dress in all black. And whatever, and just rolling around late at night at fast food joints. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was perfectly it was perfectly, I guess, abnormal for their standards because as being the the buckle of the the what was it? Was it what they referred to it as the um, the Bible Belt? Mm-hmm. It was you know it was you know it was a relatively tame situation a dynamic in that in that um town. So and then I went out the window real, real yeah. quick. So I actually want to do a bit of a highlight on the town because I actually think that places like that become the perfect breeding ground grounds, perfect breeding grounds for situations like this, right? Because when the documentary, when you look at what the kids are saying, right, like they're all leaving. They were all leaving the town, remember? Like, their lease was up in the yeah. house, and they were, like, headed towards Chicago or something. From oh, no. Um, most all but the um, the younger brother of Jaden, um, Gabrielle, were going to uh, Los Angeles. California. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Because the, they had, a, like, they had a contact out there. Yeah. Because uh, at the yeah. end of the day, like, you know, they couldn't. A friend of the vampires. Yeah, he was a friend to the vampires. I, God, I can only imagine what we do in the shadows. Like they're all living in some house <laughs> with Taika Waititi. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> See me. <laughs> I'm just getting flashbacks to the Final Fantasy story. But you know, like yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like I think places like this, because when you hear them talk about it, they're like, well, if you're not some country bumpkin Christian guy or whatever who drives his who truck drives around. Who drives a pickup truck. Yeah, drives yeah. a pickup truck. Like, yeah. you're not shit in this town. And I'm just kind of like, I understand yeah. where the rage is coming from, but I'm hearing that a lot of places like that, I'm noticing that a lot more places like that are fostering situations like this than they want, than they like to say, right? Because yeah, wasn't that how those kids in Columbine were too? Right, like the people in Columbine, when you go watch Bowling for Columbine the documentary, like they're saying, like, yeah, this is one of those towns where, like, they kind of reinforce the idea that you are who you are is who you're going to be for the rest of your life, and then that has like really negative connotations for anyone who hears that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, really? That means I'm doomed mm-hmm. to be this one person forever, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't see a way out and it creates like a big wave of frustration which either manifests in aggression or you know self-harm or it can be a good thing because you're full of yourself for the rest of your days and I see this case these kids are in the same boat like they don't fit there but they don't really know anywhere else to go and I feel like they're targets for these kinds of things you know Mm. that makes them like easily oh look Another band of misfits. Join me in my creepy cult. Uh, vampires. We drink blood. And, like, we have creepy sex in some, underneath some bridge on a mattress that looks soiled like Chris Chan's, worse than anything in Chris Chan's nightmares. We're here just doing stuff. And, like, wasn't that something they were talking about? I don't know if you guys overheard that, too. That's how they were actually 
trying to recruit kids into Vampire the Masquerade? Uh, I know that Gabriel, the younger brother, um, like lived, like slept under bridges commonly before, like he was staying with um his brother. Which I'm just like, wait, what? What? Yeah. What? Uh, all right. Um, I, and then aside from the drug use, which is just, of course, drugs were um just a, a part of their um, lifestyle. Which I I am more surprised with all the the blood um ingesting that they did and all the like the self harm that no one contracted any sort of disease. Yeah, yeah, you're you're really not supposed <laughs> you're really not supposed to drink some someone else's blood. I also like how uh, like at the end of that of of that one documentary that we watched on it, there's this scene where they're all cooking burgers and steaks and i'm like wait a minute you drink human blood but you have the good sense to cook a steak yep no how can they afford a steak like they did cook it quite rare they said but yeah oh of course they're gonna cook it rare but like the fact that they were able to get steak get a grill and afford a car and then drive all the way to the beach and do this at like the 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 the, the, the break of like which was a nice backdrop but mind you with the lightning in the background that that was that was a nice touch i was wondering um where is their money coming from yeah like how do they pay rent how do they get food <laughs> like they have to be functioning parts of society in order to get all this stuff persecuted or not like if you're being persecuted, how are you getting a job to afford your lifestyle? One or two of them probably had jobs. Oh, not, like, J- um, not, not Jaden, guys, probably. but I have like one or two of them, and like cults always have that weird sense of hierarchy, you know what I mean? Where it's like, well, yeah. you know, anything you bring in is for everybody, all for one and one for all. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure they were buying that, and if they're grilling out back, you chances are there probably is no gas to the stove and they're probably doing that and you can also in those places in the places like Kentucky oftentimes the food pantries don't turn you away so maybe they don't maybe that's where they're getting the bread and other stuff mm-hmm. and they just go over there grab food and come back home but yeah that whole mm-hmm. thing also made me ask a few more questions, but I would like to like continue along with everything else. Sure. Like, I I see that community, but I also wanted to ask you guys, like, what are your thoughts on like the environment where these guys were in? Like, in my book, like that, I already spoke on my end. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. I mean, there's so many places like that, and most of them, as far as I know, don't produce things like this, so it's kind of hard to say what role that specific kind of environment plays in people turning out like this. Uh, funny enough, it's just like, when they call, when the guy mentioned, like, oh yeah, Bible something mm-hmm. um, area, it, it didn't surprise me that much that it, they were ostracized because yeah given the time period that happened and it still happens in a um sadly enough that 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 would be oh, a potential result i'm just i could never expect that vampirism 
would be the result of people being ostracized from a Bible thumping um, culture. Like, <laughs> they never um, predicted something like that would um, would happen. But it's when you're also by like those type of like toxic um, expression of religion, uh, it nothing's off the table. <laughs> Did it start with them just liking goth things and then the vamp, like the actual drinking blood stuff comes later? Because I don't think you need to be a Bible thumper to to not want to associate with someone that drinks human blood, you know, or like someone who is in sort of a compound where they all do that. Um, You know, it's it's, it's like that's that that that's weird by any standard. Yeah, I mean, find blood normal. Right. Yeah. So, but, but but that's why I asked: Were they already were they already isolated by the community, and then the really weird stuff like the blood drinking comes later, or did it start with the or was the blood drinking relatively early on, and that's why they were ostracized? So, well, they were inducted by Jaden. That's how they got um, introduced all the vampires and stuff. So, in another separate video that I saw because I wanted to fill in a few more gaps personally about them. From what I saw, the they this guy was already sort of an outcast. Not sort of. He was a definite outcast in his community already because his mom wasn't exactly somebody... His mom wasn't exactly mother of the year, right? Like, if right. I can paint a picture as to what the environment was for this guy, which will make this film a lot creepier now. He was like... He was living essentially in the Michael Myers situation in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Michael Myers, mm-hmm. like, he was living in like sort of that kind of thing where like his mom wasn't exactly like the model parent. She had a lot of problems. She had a lot of issues with drug abuse. And at the end of the day, like the quickest mm-hmm. thing was just throw something at him so that he would pay attention to that. And they weren't really there, so we're going to start that he's already on the outs. He has already strikes against him for that, right? Like he's not coming from a God-fearing Christian home. He's coming from this kind of environment. Then you add into the fact that he already seems to have issues because his dad, he doesn't know who his dad is. He never met his dad. His dad like just flat out fails. He has abandonment issues. So, he himself i think was already an outcast and going to black was just going to the goth world was just a way of how would i put it it was just a way of coping with the sort of environment around him you know like he probably felt if i create this fake persona and i create this fake world around me sooner or later i will have real friends that's what I kind of think was happening with him. I don't... Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody just wrote... Let's see... Yeah, like, uh, somebody point that they would bet money that well, they had one or two, benef- uh, two benefactors that were prominent members of the community by day. And that's how a lot of those small towns survived. Like, they said they had a lease on that house, right? Whoever had, whoever right. probably yeah. put the lease down, probably paid the rent, and probably gave them a bit of money here to float. And yeah, probably was working still normally throughout the day, holding down jobs in other places. 
but it goes back to it though like it is a small town and it is like that kind of environment but he was already an outcast I don't know if it was him turning if that was a part of it I feel like it was more than being an outcast Oh, yeah. I mean, I think definitely some features of his personality. What those features are, I can't exactly say. But, um, you know, there's a reason why he went vampire and other people don't. No, other people just go wolf. (laughs) I mean, again, like it all goes back to being, well, more so educated by Jaden and then. You know, Jaden basically was the key to unlocking that part of himself, and it he, it was left unchecked. And by the time people realized how bad it got, it was already too late. It was, mm-hmm. I think, even Jaden realized up until um, um, his mother was calling um, Jaden and blaming him for how um, Rod was behaving that um, that he was um, no one could control him at that point. Like Jaden already recognized that his um, Rod's mother didn't recognize that um, until it was way too late, and he was already far gone. Yeah, he was very far gone at that point. Like, I, you know, how they say right, like sometimes, like maybe if there were certain interventions, I honestly don't think there was a point in this kid's life as an adult that anybody could have intervened and made a difference anymore? Hmm. Well, Maybe the dad, but like, you know, he, the only time, the one only time you he saw his dad was at his trial and his dad called him the child and basically disowned him in a public court of law. He cried. Well, that, he made Rob cry. that right there is what makes me say that. Like, the dude, I, the dad was not going to come back the dad like he didn't even know he didn't even know him dad like disowned him 100% like that's like one of those examples of someone that I think from the beginning from when they were born all the way up until they are right now like it's just strike after strike after strike after strike like it's hard to really say there is a moment where he could have had some kind of peace because he didn't even get along with his grandparents right like he was living with his grandparents and the grandparents were upset at the way he was behaving and his mom used to be like well fuck them too I don't really care you don't have to listen to what they say you know you don't have to listen to anything they have to say and it's like well yeah how are you gonna like how does this kid have a chance you know right but he just he doesn't like from the beginning like I look at this like crap like that is a situation where it would have been great had they would have been able to get that kid out of her hands at some point, but it's not that simple. You know, it's one of those matters of easier said right, than yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Getting that kid out of her hands. But, yeah. Wait, what's going on here? Is there a problem? But yeah, what do you guys think though on this guy? Like any other thoughts based on uh, Rod Farrell? He just watching the interviews. He seems like 
a horror movie villain, like right out of a horror movie. And part of me thinks that's by design. I think mm-hmm. some of this, I think some of this is acting, because well, I, I, I mean, like the whole idea of being a vampire, like it's a massive LARP, as you put it at the at at the beginning. You know, he develops the persona as what's the guy's name, Vigo. Yeah, Vigo. Was that his vampire? Yeah, so he says, I'm actually Vigo. I'm a 500-year-old vampire, and I drink blood, and this is my life now. And when he gets arrested, he does a lot of kind of trolling-type things. He sticks his tongue out at the camera. He says, uh, when he has the mic, he says, God bless America. So he seems to be... He seems to be indulging into... um, a persona and that's just sort of what his life is so that is uh that's my sense on him i'm not i'm i'm not a criminal psychologist though no but it's the thing with these larpers right like yeah it's hard for you to know when they stop and they start when all they do for the majority of them is sit in a room and try to perfect that persona sometimes yeah so it's 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 like I know how to take anything that he says. Yeah. If it's it, it if it's how he can how how he sincerely feels, if it's how his character feels, because I think because uh, again I think that he's kind of just playing a character. Yeah, I hundred percent agree on that. I think he's just yeah. it's just performative. Like a lot of these guys are very good at being you know performative. Right, yeah. I am Bigo. I am a hundred, five hundred year old vampire, and I drink, and for fun, I drink blood. Is an absolute. Oh, wrong! Stupid heart symbol is in the way of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An absolutely profile I saw on Tinder before. Cool. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I mean. Why not? Another another reason not to use <laughs> Tinder, everyone. Another reason. Well, I mean, you should. It's a good way, you know, to find people asking you for pictures of, you know, gym shorts and stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm officially sending you a season desist as we speak right now. All right, fine. Go ahead. I'll print it and make merch. Those other guys did it. Why won't I? <laughs> When a vampire gets ghosted on Tinder, he says, She drove a stake right through my heart. <laughs> Not your best one. How many <laughs> The best one. Top. Did he count how many? <clears throat> Jeez. That's even worse. No. no even worse. <laughs> one stab. Eh, 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 eh. Two stab. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, well, horror aside, we're getting up. We're getting DLC for Valhalla. Yes, we what are. Is, what do any of those words mean? Downloadable uh, um, content <laughs> for our game. Oh, oh. The game we were playing on God of War, okay. <laughs> which is what sort of something sort of be in the realm of some of the stuff we'll be talking about when the Christmas thing pops up. But this whole vampire thing was just like. It's very fascinating because, like, lately we've been 
kind of in and out with true crime and cults and stuff like that. And this one, when I saw it, I'm like, I've asked you guys and nobody heard about it. I'm like, really? I remember when I was a kid, like I heard about this often enough because it it's this actually well well point this out because I played Vampire the Masquerade a few times. I used to have the computer. I think I think I had the exact game that they gave him right uh, Vampire the Masquerade Redemption I think that's the one that he got that was the very that was the most popular one at the time that one he could use some redemption and I played that one when I was a kid uh, and then for preparation for this one I wanted to take a look at how that series has gone since when I was a kid and it seems like it hasn't really changed, which is something that I'll po I'm gonna point out in a few seconds. It hasn't changed, and that culture still kind of continues the same. Where a lot of it is backstabbing via scheming and wordplay. Like all of the, there's no like real battles that I kind of see in any of this stuff. A lot of it is people kind of putting on a facade right as i call it the masquerade and i'll be honest with you uh i think in my book that that is a breeding ground for toxicity especially in like those rpg larping groups like that can kind of create really bad blood among people that are really devoted if you know you think your friend is with you then he schemes on you and like these people take it seriously i don't know what it is about this one in particular but i feel like that is a very sort of toxic type of fan base or at least a toxic environment to really do any kind of rpg i don't know if you guys would agree on that one mm. bolt Oh, yeah, no, I, I would agree, because, like, uh, betrayal usually, more often than not, um, breeds um, jealousy, um, revenge, violence, <laughs> what have you, and that's, and especially when you're young as a teenager, when you are not fully developed um, mentally, uh, those are going to be your... Um, tools essentially just to go to, just to kind of enact violence, uh, retribution, and just sort of just to establish some sort of control and power. Uh, which is just like that's always be the thing that's always at the forefront because if you're already ostracized and then you come to find a collective of people that you simply want to call a family, uh, friends, what have you, and then you start partaking in this type of social. Um, betrayal of some sort, which will just wreck your fam your so-called found family um, asunder beyond repair. Um, usually, from there, just like some some sort of like retribution and violence is just like a natural next step, and it's just no good for anyone involved. Yeah, it's not like how do I how do I start this this section right this is the section of the cast i actually wanted to pick your guys's brain on it because 
although this happened in the 90s, I feel that mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more of this these days where people are kind of like running to subcultures to find acceptance. And it used to be just like a thing among teenagers, but as well, all the documentaries coming out lately, it's kind of showing you it's not just teenagers anymore, right? Like we're getting adults into this and everything now. So I actually wanted to ask you guys, like, do you think that this stuff has uh, gotten more common now because of the internet, or do you think it's being reported more so now because of the internet? Right, yeah, that's always the question. Is it like, is it that the reality has actually changed or just the way that we sample reality that's changed? Um, well, I think on the internet, everyone basically behaves like, like a teenager. We oh, do get being generous. We do get <laughs> a young teenager then. You're still being generous. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the way that we do get siphoned into these tiny little communities, um, especially when it becomes ideological and it just, and, uh, and it becomes an echo chamber. Uh, I think that one is, that one's relatively new. But as far as it it generalizing to the wider world, I, I can't say, I don't know. Yeah, no, because like, as I was doing some, you know, I'm seeing more so lately, right, where I'm, there's more of these subgroups that are being reported on and there's more of these people that are coming out every year I feel like we're getting a new one or people throwing their hat in the ring trying to get trying to grift right like call them con artists but really like they're trying to form like they're trying to become a mini cult of personality to try to rally mm-hmm. around people who are going to support follow either financially sexually or just, you know, with like the idea of having sort of control over someone being more than enough to kind of get their kick. Uh, an example of this I'll point out is Andrew Tate, right? Well, like, I think he's the mm-hmm. highest. I think right now he's like the one of the bigger scammers out there where like there's this idea, right, that you don't feel good about yourself. So when you don't feel good about yourself, what you do is you come back and you try and join someone who you think has all the answers. Uh, Bolt, this might sound familiar. They're like, they come back and they try to convince you. They have all the answers. They have, yeah, they've figured it out. You know, they've unlocked, they've cracked the code of the universe and like they're trying to share it with you. And you can get all these answers and more for just $22 at Hustlers University. Or you can get all the answers and more if you follow us and cut yourself and devote your devote your life to the vampire elf named Isgard or whatever the fuck, right? Or these kids in the Final Fantasy house, which I think one day we're gonna have to do a deep dive on that. We talk about it <laughs> a lot. But like This is only the second time we brought that up. Yeah, but that lady's still out there. She, she, she's she's not she's not behind bars the final uh, fantasy well no one committed a uh well 
Or they destroy. Oh, you know what? Whatever. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, get get to that, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. there. But I don't want to relive that. I like. I'm looking at a lot of this stuff lately, and like, you got people like that. You got people. Um, this one lady just died, calling herself Mother Love, that I heard about yesterday. Yeah. And they worship. I I sent. I believe I sent you guys the link. Mm-hmm. Mother Love. Had I read the article. Yeah. That worshipped Robin Williams. Uh, they believe that Robin, uh, that man could rest in peace. They believe that Robin That's Williams was not dead; that he was in fact he is in fact alive, and yet he's still out there. However, he is really an alien, and he's coming back to pick us all up. Nanu nanu. <laughs> you know, um, the Morgan Mindy house is in Boulder. Do you know where this? where this cult was headquartered out of oh I uh no I forgot where is it Crestone Colorado oh really oh in my own backyard yep oh. <laughs> your own backyard uh, that's where that's where these that people is, are that is unsettling yep that's where it is the good thing it's mm-hmm. a good thing I took out that life insurance policy on him. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams just have policies on all of us. He's waiting to spin off his own knockoff only murders in the building podcast. <laughs> what he's waiting to do. But, it's like only murders on air. Yep. Oh, crap. The last thing I need right now is one of those people to come get a piece of me. Talking shit about vampires, huh? Talking shit about Twilight? I'll show you. Is is someone coming after you? Well, it'd be funny. They did. You know, they took a swing at me and they left glitter all over the fucking house. That'd be hilarious. But you know. oh my hey, you say that, but you have to clean that up. And glitter is hard to clean up. Well, that's the thing. If they manage to finish the, they manage to get the job done. They've left incriminating evidence with the glitter. You know, like you can't. How many people do you know walk around with glitter like that and can leave it anywhere at any given time? Uh, yes. Uh, depending on the time of year, that could be either easy or difficult. Don't give them any ways in. Well, come on. You gotta get, you gotta, they gotta solve it on their own. The paper's called The papers called him the glitter killer. Oh my! Please don't speak that to existence. We're in the, the, the terrible decade. Where oh, I'm not manifesting there. shit. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> it's already out there. If somebody's doing it, they're probably doing it. Someone's gonna leave a calling card somewhere. If I find an article, I am sending it to you, Red, as soon as possible. And I was like, "Oh, look, a link from the Independent." Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) But no, like the the reason why I was even wanted to bring this subject up is because, like, I noticed that. I've been noticing that it comes, it happens more so nowadays, at least it's reported on more so nowadays, but I think it's also going to keep happening because like with the internet, you have so many people out there just trying to spread a message. Like I saw like three or four knockoff Andrew Tate's when he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I don't even think the jail cell was closed and the pizza box was in the trash when I just kept seeing people, you know, like 
little like Andrew Tate knockoffs just come right out of the woodwork trying to take the title. And some of them were like, well, we were friends, but you know, he's in jail now. He stopped talking to me a while ago, but we were friends. Like, yeah. Or another very interesting one that I picked up on over time is QAnon. Where I remember, like, okay. I heard about QAnon before 2020, right? Like, I heard a little bit about it beforehand, and then I heard okay. the full thing after 2020. But mm-hmm. what gets to me is, like, all these things have the same idea, right? Like, you don't feel right where you are, and when you don't feel right where you are, they kind of come back and try to offer you a better feeling of wherever you want to be, right? Or, like, the illusions of wherever you want to be, or they try to convince you that something's wrong with you. Yeah. I'm starting to just question like a lot of things like are we not teaching each other anymore how to feel are we not really teaching ourselves anymore or learning our or not learning anywhere anymore how to feel like at least a little bit of self-confidence or a little bit of self-importance or a little bit of self-preservation so you think that there might be a void in our culture that's being filled by online gurus online gurus people like mm. uh pop culture like i i find that it's happening a lot these days like and some stuff people were like that's not a cult like <laughs> the endless devotion makes me wonder man like we're filling a void somewhere and i don't i don't know what it is because i'll be honest with you like i was never a church person growing up so i'm not okay. i'm not gonna say it's church or anything like that but something mm-hmm. somewhere, I wonder what it is that people are filling the void with these things, and it's happening yeah, I've more heard, often. I, I've heard the phrase um, religion-shaped hole, that as our society becomes increasingly secular, that people, um, uh, that there's a mismatch beca- between the, the, uh, the secularization of society and the kind of need that people have for some sort of uh, spiritual guidance, and that's being filled in all sorts of ways. That's at least one take. Yeah, and I, I, I guess that's the best way, right? Like religion shaped hole. Like I don't, I'm not gonna try and get on a podium. Like we need Jesus back in our world, in our class. Because even those guys, like the politicians right now, mm-hmm. holy crap! There are so many of them peddling that and their speeches and like you know for a fact like they're getting sponsored by the local church or they're donating to a local church and that's why like they're getting voted in but it's it's intense and i'm looking at this like when i was a kid like i remember being told a lot right uh separation of church and state practice moderation with everything that you're up to for your own good but these days like all that all that shit is just out the window yeah. I don't want to sound like oh no no I'm box, a box, but it's like it feels like it is, and it's creating this kind of situation. no 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 I'm a big yeah no, I'm a I'm a big separation of church and state guy. I personally am religious, but basically none of it should be involved in the, the government. No, it shouldn't. It had to be the yeah that yeah. one of the first things like separation of church and state. Yes, because that's an emotional thing, and you're using emotions to kind of create rules for other people that do not adhere or want to adhere to those rules and now you're causing harm right and this is a mm-hmm. we're going yeah. political here but 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Oh boy. Maybe we should re-steer the the, the, the ship. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm just trying to steer back towards like, this <laughs> sure. kind of situation. Yeah. Though I'm seeing in the '90s, it was kind of shocking. But when I read it now, like through the lens of 2023, mm-hmm. it seems like it. This is something that is happening more so these days. You know, mm-hmm. like it's another story that. It's another story in this round, but people are doing things like this, or if not, at least with murder, but they're doing things, manipulating each other into doing things that are just as bad. And I wonder, like, what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I think it's a mix of both of what you mentioned before, because the internet inadvertently gave these people a voice. For, for the worse because if it wasn't for the internet these people wouldn't be able to um, reach as far and wide and like the um, from that um, documentary that the Twin Flames University it said that um, there's like over 10,000 uh, cults in the US alone and that number was very startling mm-hmm. but also not surprising given that the amount of advances we had since like cults were like I guess first becoming like um, reported on to like now it's 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 like night and day it's like you it's like like little Timmy at the age of like nine can start his own cult and amass like about twenty people in like a day and then, like given a month if he's popular enough and and enough with enough influence he can easily amass about to a hundred. <laughs> And it's it's a scary thought, and whether or not he's using what he's starting or just using it just to kind of gain monetary power or sex, um, extricate out of it. It's and the world's their oyster. Yeah, or is it, or is is it a combination of both? With some of these guys, I think that the um, that it, there's there there there's definitely a mixed motivation in a genuine belief in their authority and just kind of being a snake oil salesman, but they convince themselves that it's all that they genuinely believe that they're doing good for their followers and ultimately for the world. I actually think that's what it is. I think it's like a fifty-fifty that they're snake oil salesmen and that they also believe in the stuff that they're peddling. Yeah, I mean. I'll point out another guy who I think is trying to run a grift, but it's not working because it's too high-end. Our mm-hmm. dear old pal, Elon Musk. Uh, mm. Do you know what he oh, said? Oh, that's already good. Do you know what he said earlier this week? Like, what now? <laughs> I, I, I probably do, but well, uh, it's just, yeah. well, which one? In the line of, whenever you like Grand Theft Auto, if anybody here, both, I don't know if how you were when the Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, but it's like it comes with the territory, right? Every time a Grand Theft Auto game, everybody needs to open their fucking mouth. Everybody needs to say something, and, you know, they need to do that. They need to do, what is it? Virtue signal, right? Yeah, virtue signal. So this fucking guy comes up and goes, I don't know if I can buy Grand Theft Auto 7 because you shoot at so many police officers. Six. It should be seven by now, but you know, people are gonna people. Yeah. Then he's gonna. Wait, 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 wait! It it took 
it took you seven games to realize that bad things are done in Grand Theft Auto. Yes, and the last version came out for like <laughs> 10 years, and he's like, I just don't know how I feel about shooting cops. And everybody responded. Because I was just like, this guy's doing it to bait. Like, I'm falling for his bait right now, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm going to be honest. I'm yeah. being baited, but there's a purpose to this. You know that he's not saying that because he means it. He's saying that because there's going to be people out there that think they're going to turn around and go that they're cops. Oh, look at that. Elon Musk does not agree with us being, with police officers being shot at. You know what? That makes me feel good about him. Maybe we should make a move to have all the cop cars converted to Tesla. <laughs> right? Because he's making that kind of bandstand. Like, that's right? That, like that's the angle that I see the grift coming from and like there's people out there that are going to be like oh wow so he really does care about our kinds of values that's you know what I want to buy a Tesla now to, and I'm going to start my X account up again because I agree with what Elon Musk just said it's, it's a it's a it's bullshit like you know are, that that's going to be in that, that game the timing of his um, Tesla trucks coincides with this well, those things are getting called back. The Tesla truck. He figured out that he, it wasn't even him. His engineers figured out how to make an electric car. He didn't make that shit. He's just the poster boy. He's just the entrepreneur. That's all he is. He's not. I mean, not really. Still, it's still. But we'll back to. The I don't, I'm not saying he is. I'm just. It's still part of his um his brand. So yeah, like back to the uh, idea though, right? Like we're getting more of people like that. Like you, you know what that's all about. But I'm pretty sure out there, there's a lot of fucking parents who turn around and heard that and said, "Wow, I'm buying a Tesla now." Even though I've been saying for like <laughs> 30 years that if you're not yeah. rolling coal, you're not a man. But this guy, <laughs> he just touched my heart in my private <laughs> places where it matters I'm gonna go buy a yeah. Tesla now you know what I mean like I guarantee you that's most likely what somebody did that someone out there went ahead and heard that and said yeah now I'm gonna do it and that's sitting at the other side of the spectrum where it's like the people who heard that were uh, um, feeling that oh yeah now to spite you I'm gonna hate his guts I'm going to buy this game day one and play the ever little crap out of it and give it all of my money just the same way I did with Grand Theft Auto Five the past 10 years yeah and that's the other thing too like I wonder if like the studio but this is a back off of that that's a different side mm -hmm. but it's just Sorry. like a tin hat theory of mine like I wonder if studios go like you know what let's let Elon Musk <laughs> yeah. just talk shit about that that gives us free publicity and people are gonna hate buy our game now so uh -huh. <laughs> get on. it worked for you <laughs> worked for everybody it worked for you but no and oh we just got a response in uh morally gray who is our i want to say she's like our phantom producer at this point <laughs> responded that yes it's being reported more so people always look for niche groups to belong and feel accepted and seen that's how almost every religion was formed and falling off that after spending time with people from QAnon they learned that it's not just filling a voice is that they felt their worldviews challenged to such an extreme that they look for a place to feel comfortable and seen which is I think where that that's like the head on that hits the net the 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 okay, the head. Clear that. 
yes that hits the nail right on the head where mm-hmm. it's like these places though are springing up more and more people are going to them nowadays like I'm hearing about this more and I'm wondering like I wonder what the what what's correlating this you know what I mean I why now yeah, yeah. why now why is that happening to such an extreme now like we're we're seeing this more so now like in the 30 years between this when this case happens like 30 this happened in 90 cents so like 20 something years now when this case mm-hmm. happened with Rod Farrell in the time since I there hasn't been much done to try to prevent something like this you can't you really can't it's tough to replace this but at the same time I'm not sure what you would even do yeah yeah you can't really do much other than you know like try to create a situation where like if you hear rumors like there's a bunch of kids out in this but if you're a teacher and you hear in your school this actually happened there were rumors that Rod and his vampire crew were all having sex and doing drugs in the woods and that was like mm-hmm. the enticing the enticement to go out and join his group because teenagers are stupid and they're gonna go I'm like oh cool I can have sex under a bridge with a bunch of crack people let's do this <laughs> one of those things sounds fun <laughs> one of those things sounds fun <laughs> but I'll put up with the other two <laughs> right yeah <laughs> That's a price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, especially like, on the Castle Hollow podcast. Do not promote. We're not promoting it, but you know, like it's ni- it's 1996. You know exactly what's going through their head. Uh, cool. Sex. Vampires. Shut up, ass white. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> I had the power to to edit out that Beavis and Butthead reference. I would. Oh come on, be cool, bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bolt's lame. <laughs> more of a gray, save me. Save me, more of a gray. <laughs> but you know exactly what's going on. It's like if you hear Aww. drugs and sex, you'll ignore the other two things that are being told to you. <laughs> bridge and, and and someone responded. No, bridge oh, oh, is I, bridge is the part that everyone agrees is the bad one. That's the one you ignore, Not but you hear sex and drugs, and you're like, ah, well, the drugs and the sex cancel out the bridge. And some of the other things. I'll just have a fantasy in my head from all the drugs that I'm doing this somewhere where I would like to be. Animal mutilation. You think those two things cancel out animal mutilation, breaking and entering? Nothing. I, okay, 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 fair. Sleeping on someone's couch happen. while they get a bed? <laughs> I have a strong feeling that they weren't thinking about any of that. They just heard sex <laughs> and said, let's do this. And that was it. <laughs> um, that, 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 again, I don't feel like like the main person was the only <laughs> one who was getting <laughs> sex. And H. Sinner actually responded something to furthering my point that 
Yes, it goes back to like people are lonely and want to fit in and belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like to a more that's serious, a basic human need. It is a basic human need. I guess like to a more serious yeah. note, if there's anything here at the Ghastly Hallows we can do, or say, there's one takeaway from all this for anybody who finds himself in a situation like this because it's not. It's not that uncommon. Red and uh, Bolt and I can kind of discuss that. We have discussed it on here a few times. But it's like, you find yourself in a situation where you feel displaced. You feel lonely. You feel misunderstood. Right? Try your best to listen to any bit of advice that's being given to you. But just listen to it. It's not a command. All right, advice when it's given to you should not be a forceful command. It's just advice, not an order. Because some people, they find right. themselves taking all of these words like gospel, right? At least the Andrew Tate guys, I've seen this like once or twice already. They take, they buy in, they follow all the steps, they do everything and they still feel unhappy. Or some folks, I've seen this too, will run to a group of people and you know try to accommodate or try to feel good with them and then they turn around and they find themselves that they're still unhappy so something that I've learned after dealing with people like this is don't take their advice as an order you have to turn learn to figure out what's gonna happen you have to learn what you want to do for yourself and figure yeah. out what it is that you want it's tough because everybody's brain is like an endless void of shouting you know what i mean then self-doubt it's mm -hmm. tough but deep down inside everybody knows what you know what you want and sometimes you know it's something you're like oh that's not cool get help get real help if it's something that you think is achievable then try to actually work towards the results you're looking for and don't follow someone else because they show you a rented yacht and costume jewelry on their YouTube videos or you know they just like to talk <laughs> to you about similar things that you follow all day long and yes sometimes it makes you feel good to talk to somebody about your similar interests yeah. but it's a deeper rooted issue that you may have and sometimes if you feel like oh yes this person was mm -hmm. here for me but I don't feel that good anymore being around them it's okay man just politely move on and exit the room and if these people are continuously harassing you use the three scariest words in the American alphabet to most people that aren't unhinged 911 <laughs> keep bothering me I'm going to call 911 <laughs> and with the beauty of social media is you can issue a block on anybody and if they keep making accounts you can just keep blocking them and threatening them with the police eventually they'll leave, they'll leave you alone I've seen that happen a lot of times but don't continue mm -hmm. to buy into something or feel like it's your fault when these things don't work out or you find yourself like hey a lot of the people that I used to talk to I've alienated myself with and I only hang out with these people but I still feel something missing then obviously right and it, it, yeah yeah and uh, indeed um I think that a sign that someone is 
a huckster or at least kind of bleeding into huckster territory is if ahead of time they say if my advice didn't work that means that you didn't do it right yeah because then they've made they've made the effectiveness of their advice an unfalsifiable claim yeah it's just like no matter what their their advice is true if it if the results are good well there you go there's proof that my ed, 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 that my advice is good if the advice d- doesn't work well that means that you just didn't do it right yep yeah yeah so uh, actually the number one cult out there that does that shit is veganism or vegans vegans do that shit hard <laughs> if you don't lose weight eating uh, following the vegan lifestyle right or you don't get into mm-hmm. shape following that lifestyle these cats will come at you and be like, well, you're just not doing it right. Uh, no, I need actual protein because it hurts my blood to not, you know, eat meat. I can't substitute mm-hmm. the meat from the bean. I need actual meat. Yep. That's that's unheard of. You're wrong. You're wrong, and we're right, and uh, I don't have to listen to you anymore. I'm just going to cut you out of my life because you are not providing the vibes that I need. Like, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, all right, well, fuck our years of friendship. Uh, I'm eating a burger now to make myself feel better, and you don't want to be my friend because I would want to eat a burger, not, you know, fucking sit there and eat vegan food with you. Cool. This friendship wasn't worth shit. But unfortunately, some people, they're really hurt by that. Like, yeah, some people, like, they hear that and they go, fuck, I guess I should just go back to eating meat. And, yeah, there we go. The groups target that. Uh, I see drugs and okay I'll go back and revisit that in a second to the stupid teenagers but people target <laughs> this kind of behavior <laughs> when they target that kind of behavior like they go off on it like it is people think like oh well you know maybe I was wrong and then they renege and they go back and try it again as a detriment to their own health mm-hmm. because People don't really want to be lonely. And it's... It's depressing, but it's true, right? Loneliness is one of the worst things that you can experience. I mean... A solitary confinement is a form of torture. Yeah. Uh, I actually read somewhere that they wanted to do something about that. Like, discuss the idea of... uh, chilling out with putting somebody in solitary confinement for endless amounts of time because mm-hmm. that may not help rehabilitate someone it actually may cause a lot more harm to their psyche like mm-hmm. uh, the point of prison is not to punish it's to rehabilitate an offender so that when they come back out into the world you know they're functioning again they're already going to have the hard strike with them with the whole ex-con yeah. thing uh, <laughs> always... I mean or for those who can't be re- re- rehabilitated, it's just to remove dangerous people from society. Yeah. You were saying, yeah. Bolt? I could have sworn prison. Yeah, I could have sworn prison was just another way to make money. <laughs> well, the prison industrial complex is a thing, but originally, like, that was its original. That's, like, its purpose. Like, you're supposed to rehabilitate. Yeah. And that's the uh, ideal. That's the idea yeah. of it. Unfortunately, the system doesn't work like that, and then you find cats like this 
target people like that because unfortunately when you get out of jail you're listed as an ex-con and it follows you around everywhere mm-hmm. and then you find yeah. yourself like with more people like this guy where like I think his mom was listed or something like that as a, in that thing and like it's hard to find a job because you can turn down a felon legally I think it's a whole big group of problems yeah. that these guys find themselves in and it's like okay this sucks but, and it's hard enough to find a job nowadays anyway without knowing someone and I imagine yeah, and uh, being that, a criminal or oh, ex-criminal. Yeah, imagine being a criminal. And it goes back to it, right? Like, then what do those guys do? Well, I need to eat and I also need a bed. And if I allow this person to cut my skin and drink a little bit of blood out of my prison blood, out of my prison <laughs> veins, I get all that. And all I got to do is listen to one guy rant about how he's Visago for like 20 minutes. A day. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I wonder yeah. how many people I wonder how many people were there just for the free rent. Uh, oh. not enough because <laughs> it was just only it was just it wasn't um more than what three people it was just like uh Gabe no. Um, so when filming the docu- I know it's just what it, yeah. when, when filming a documentary, you always have to remember that you have to sign releases for them to do your film yes. in the film. Yeah. You're always take it that you're not getting a full-blown in-depth spin-depth view you're usually scratching Mm -hmm. the surface of what's there Mm -hmm. how did these cats all afford that house like the benefactor is one side but if it's one thing i've learned from like my old grungy friends back in the day these cats are like tumbleweeds Mm -hmm. they will sleep in any house wear ditched and dirty ass clothes all day long for weeks on end as long as they have a place to sleep and most some of them might even come back and be like all right here is i got 50 (laughs) bucks today and they just give it in and they might be sleep on the floor somewhere in the same dirty ass clothes they've been wearing for like a month and they go and they they live like that like a lot of those cats do this it's it's not super uncommon with the punk goth crowd like this Uh so where do you think they're going at the end of that documentary, they're gonna go do it again somewhere else. Like, there's gotta be a few of them. I don't even think any of them had a car. Somebody's driving well, them and, all their stuff. And, and I mean, the irony isn't lost on me that they're saying that they're, they can't get a job in this town, so they're going to a different town where nobody knows who they are and they can get a job. They're saying this like on television for a documentary. Is that really going to help their situation? I'm not. Well, this was before the internet. This was before the internet, so you know. But it was still um, televised. Yeah, but not everyone's going to tune into that because this is this took place in. Well, this uh, centered around a group of kids from Kentucky committing a double homicide in Florida, and they got caught in New Orleans. One state over. Yeah, no one's gonna I, no one's gonna pay attention to it. It's too complicated. Well, well, I don't know how widely distributed this uh, this material was. Yeah, back uh, in nineteen ninety eight. Well, the yeah, is, though, man. Well, I mean, but when you apply for a job, then they run your check. They run your check, and they know, like, oh yeah, this person was involved in this thing and this thing and this thing. Like, it's a credit, you know. Mm. They're gonna get a movie credit. Mm-hmm. 
they put the name in yeah. any like search engine or they pay anybody it's coming <laughs> yeah oh well there's the thing is like i'm saying at that if that would happen now yeah i mean no question asked yeah um but like given the time when that happened um, they were able to probably would, they will have a little bit yeah but not it wasn't as widely accessible it wasn't as developed as it um is today so I, would, I would to believe yeah. that they would have some leeway in that i'm more concerned with like since los angeles was still like a major metropolitan area like it, they were able to get get away with the moving situation since they're in like in a place, a small town, Kentucky, but moving to a metropolitan area, like especially Los Angeles, at that, that given and that in that time period, um, I I I can't think of other places like maybe Compton that they can possibly move in, you know, just like they're going to be on the like the edge of like the city. There's no doubt about that, but I'm just like, how? Especially if they're gonna act the way they are, like. <laughs> oh, you know they're going to Skid Row. Yeah, they're not. They're not gonna go anywhere nice. They're going to Skid Row. I don't know if you if you remember what the yeah. mom said. She's like, we expect that this is gonna turn up with us with us getting a phone call to go pick up the body somewhere. Yeah, that, that's and the other son was going to Chicago. I'm just like those two places are wild for them to be moving to. And they make America great, but like one's living under a bridge potentially in Chicago, and the other, the other ones have his whole posse figured out a place with a contact in Los, Los Angeles. And it's like um, the Los Angeles crew has a better shot than the than the guy sleeping under a bridge in Chicago. <laughs> Which makes me wonder why he can't go to Chicago. Like he can't go, I mean, to mm -hmm. LA with them at least, you know, to figure life out. But I guess yeah, why? Why was he going to Chicago? I think that's by his his own choice, according to the documentary. I'm gonna wager that. But I, it might be. Maybe some subtext. I mean, he's still part of the vampiric lifestyle because uh, he made that clear. Um, but. As to why he didn't like, like you know, go with his brother and like the other people that are going with him, um, that's hmm, that that probably shows a little bit of tension there. The fact that he's willing to go back to living under bridges again, then stay with his brother, is telling. I'll argue, like I said, he's probably just done with it. At this point, Vampire the Master. Oh, done with him, has, maybe. Yeah, has done with. I think he's done with it. Like pretty much at this point. Vampire I sure hope so. Has taken like Vampire the Masquerade took away any opportunity of a future that he might have had, and it's not it's not Vampire the Masquerade, but like being a part of that community just kind of like rocked his whole existence. Like I really don't see that dude wanting to continue to be a vampire larper if he's going to be eating out of trash cans for the rest of his life, or you know having to do special favors for people for food like I, I'm pretty sure but, at this point like yeah I'm not sucking blood anymore I'm sucking on something else for a burger yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck this whole lifestyle well, I wouldn't call them I wouldn't call them vampire um, LARPing that's different because at least with LARPing you, well for the, for the um, excluding the extension people from um, name redacted here group um we um those who LARP are 
in the mindset of uh, role playing a character they don't believe in like the actual that they, they're characters of, of a fictional mythos like these people like these vampire clan kids actually believe they were full yeah, this, vampires yeah this was like an IRL thing yeah this one's IRL like but I I, 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 I I hate to sound like one of those bump, those thumpers but sometimes it starts that way <laughs> Yeah, we're, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I throw a dart somewhere in Colorado, this has probably happened where it's like, yeah, we're starting a small RPG group. We, you know, we're just, we need an elf and we need, uh, somebody to play uh, a knight or whatever the fuck. And then, like, fast forward, like, with SpongeBob, three years later, <laughs> you find out that, like, it wasn't an RPG game or anything at all. Like these people legit believed it, yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. now they're trying to call everybody else into it because they just want they don't want to be alone in the void of you know playing RPG or watching WWE by themselves. I had to throw that one in, Bolt. I couldn't resist. It. <laughs> I think at this point now we should probably call it. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're getting close to the mark, so I'm gonna just ask my typical question for you guys on the way out on this mm. one. what do you guys alright so just a typical question I have for you guys what do you guys think I'm trying to figure this one out the right way what do you guys think is what do you guys think is the best way to handle this kind of thing people like this guy like in, or people in these kinds of situations like if there's anything you could say or bring up or an opinion on it like what would you guys what are your thoughts on this whole type of situation regarding teenagers, cults, vampires vampire the masquerades yeah uh, Red was how uh, started I maintain your consciousness of of uh, the distinction between fantasy and reality. Let fantasy be fantasy, and let reality be reality. Yeah. If your fantasy becomes reality, then you have nowhere to, you have nowhere to go relax and unwind. You just ruin your fantasy. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. How about you, Bolt? My thing is like twofold. One would be to encourage the practice of not ostracizing people that are different than you because that is like one of the main ingredients to creating such dysfunctional social groups and social norms. Because it could be, it could be as innocent as like a little like weird thing, and then and then if they get pushed or get like a lot of um, negative feedback, they just feel the need to kind of up their tendencies, and then it just morphs and snowballs. And it's now we have people killing animals in a field late at night, and what have you, and just drinking each other's blood, cutting themselves up, and doing heroin. 
with I don't know how they get the money for that and also pay lease on a house but you know what it's 1996 anything is possible back then um, and the second thing would be to kind of um, build better resources um, to support single parents and um, help emotionally damaged children yeah I actually think these trying to help with the environment of the situation is the actual solution in my book and I also don't want to let this one go uh, here we go Morley Gray pointed out we were talking about how it is you know that uh, these kids were able to get in there considering how expensive mm-hmm. drugs are I kind of get why someone would do all the other stuff for free drugs I'm going to agree with everything she said. I'm going to put drugs and sex can be very expensive. And considering how hard they are to get, yeah, you know, especially if you're a kid in, you're a teenager in 1996 Kentucky, it's understandable why you would go ahead and do that. <laughs> I mean, I think we ought to do something about the price of illegal drugs. Damn straight. I like where this is going. When I'm elected president, I pledge to lower the price of illegal drugs. Okay. Why would you make it more accessible? Lower the drinking age. That's right. (laughs) Twenty-one is way too late to start drinking. Most people start when they're fifteen. Fourteen or thirteen. No, or thirteen. You have to first deal with your dad. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Lord knows I, I find it a fascinating. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, rightfully so. I find it fascinating that no, like, like it, the amount of females that participated did not get pregnant, or if they did, it wasn't recorded. You know, that's actually something very creepy you bring up right now at the closeout. Thank you for bringing that right now. We couldn't use, uh... but you know, like it makes me wonder. It, it it goes back to the point I said earlier, though, man. Like. When they film a documentary, a lot of the times you're not getting a hundred percent of what they're showing you. You're sure, getting yeah. the surface of everything they're showing you. Yeah. So who knows what else is what's going on in that house and we'll never know unless those people come forward themselves and start talking about it. You can tell Yeah, you can tell any story you want with an editing team. Pretty much. Uh, greatest yeah. example of this is Grizzly Man you were talking about last week where like the editor pretty much oh, yeah. said I'm yeah. not putting that in there and I went back to actually watch that mm-hmm. scene by the way oh yeah to see that cool. scene and it is uh, it is intense and uh, another dark thing that I learned about was such a great movie the footage the audio may have leaked but I uh, gonna, uh, okay yeah. I'm not gonna like tell anybody where to go find that or what the hell I'm even talking about. Yeah, I just heard somewhere who would that. leak something like that. Somebody cynical, man. Like, there's no purpose that's, in seeing that. Uh, that's, that's crappy. Yeah, and that director was crying his eyes out. Like, you see him very quickly in the scene. He kind of crying oh. like, "Don't look at this. Don't listen to this. Destroy this. Don't yeah. go to the morgue and look at the pictures that I saw. Don't see any of that. Just." destroy this there's no reason anybody should see this 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything that the world can really learn from hearing yeah. that that I event. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anything positive coming out of that. Neither can I. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what if somebody did leak that? I un I don't understand why you would do that. I don't understand what the benefit to anybody yeah. is to do that. Yeah. Which was another sort of discussion I had with somebody, but I can actually bring that up. That might actually be very beneficial for us next week, this week. Our, mm -hmm. So, quick summary on our closing statements, just uh, so we can round it all out. If you could sum it up in one quick sentence, our, our closing statements, I had to do this again. Somebody decided to bring a good subject at the very end. <clears throat> Oh. <laughs> all right i didn't think you would actually you know what whatever let's, close let's go so this is going to sound very creep very cringe but it's the best way i can put it on my end be yourself man that's what's cool okay? <laughs> you just gotta learn to accept and live week. with yourself okay? <laughs> and like my majority say stop it get help seriously no. <laughs> uh, that that meme will never go away. <laughs> never. No, it will not, and I don't want it to. Well, <laughs> yeah, do this again. <laughs> Fix the family home, and don't be a dick <laughs> to people. <laughs> That's nice. paraphrasing what I said before. You know what? I actually found no, a nice way no, on your list. It, <laughs> Be excellent to everyone and each other. God, Bill and Ted said it. Yeah, that. And remember, remember, like like Mr. Rogers said, I like you just the way you are. Yep. And Mr. Rogers everyone said remember, that. I never everyone watched remember the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's you know, I'll, I'll bet none. I'll, I'll bet none of those vampire kids ever watched Mister Rogers. That was the problem. I'd be surprised they had TV. Now, I have to say, <laughs> I, I would have been surprised if they owned a television set. Considering <laughs> <laughs> all things considered, oh. when I heard about those kids, uh, a TV. <laughs> well, a TV was a relatively normal thing. Yeah, it, back then. it was easy to at least get the ones yeah. that could fit. The ones that were like about the size of an iPad, you could get back in the day. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers was a was on public TV, so he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. It'd be kind of fucked up if it turned out that they got really angry at Mr. Rogers. He put them to sleep. That's what happened to me when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh. Mr. Rogers failed you tremendously. Yes, he did. And with that note, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> with that note. Okay, see you, everybody. See you guys next week. This episode should be up on Spotify by tomorrow, the following day after it was up on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for listening and participating, and thank you to the comment section on our stream all right we're still at the stage we're still at the stage where we have a thoroughly positive comments 
Oh, yes, yes. Second. <laughs> Which is nice. Let's 